0: Welcome everybody to episode 99 of DC Comics News Podcast. I'm editor in chief Josh Rayner, and I am here uh, with a fantastic uh, podcaster, writer for DC Comics News, Mr. Brad Felicky. Brad, how are you doing today?
1: Good. I'm good. Coming down after Christmas, but I am, I am good.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited to get into uh, some of this news here. We got uh, some. Pretty interesting stories. Not a whole lot of comic book news, but uh, actually have some gaming news that we'll talk about later. So, but uh, first off, we're gonna talk a little bit about Wonder Woman 1984. So, Wonder Woman uh, just came out this past uh, Friday on Christmas, and uh, first, Brad, I want to get uh, your quick thoughts on the film. No spoilers, of course, but uh, what you think of the movie?
1: I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Although I did think that the second half was a little bit better than the first half, uh, but once it got going, it was it was great. Uh, I mean, the performances were were amazing as well, and I, I would you know I, I would just love to be a fly on the wall when uh, Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins are discussing Wonder Woman because they absolutely get this character is i've been reading comic books like almost three quarters of my life at this point and through these two films i actually understand that character you know the winter woman character more than i did and that is i think the biggest you know uh compliment that i could give a superhero movie at this point so yeah i i i really did uh, i really did enjoy it what about you
0: yeah uh, i i agree with pretty much everything you said there uh your comment about being able to understand this character more so now like patty jenkins has been able to show us very different sides of this character in these two in these two movies uh, which i think is a big reason why it's kind of been divisive uh, you know, uh, throughout the internet but yeah i i absolutely loved this one um I, I i said it on the internet i said it to you before we started recording i actually uh enjoyed this one more than the first one and i love the first one like don't get me wrong i absolutely love it uh but you know the first one had some issues in that third act now i know this you know this one had some you know some third act issues to some people but i'll be honest i don't think i think the third act in this film held up better for me than the first one Uh, i don't know about you but i I think the third act held up a lot better
1: i i i agree uh and i think that that says a lot about Kristen wig and um pedro pascal Uh, yeah they had more of a presence as villains than Ares did in the first one I think and I think that for me in the first one that's what kind of took it took away from it a little bit there at the end yeah. was was a kind of a lack of personality but this one made up for it as far as that mm-hmm. goes for sure
0: oh, oh oh yeah I mean Pedro alone had enough personality to spare <laughs> to yeah, go yeah. Uh, throughout <laughs> this this entire movie so yeah I, I loved him in this uh but so speaking of Wonder Woman 1984, uh, it apparently had the best opening weekend of in the U.S. since the beginning of the pandemic, bringing in uh, 16.7 million dollars in its opening weekend across a little over 2,100 screens. Uh, how I mean, y- 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 saying that it has the you know the best box office since the beginning of the pandemic that that's great, but you know got to keep in mind. It's still the lowest weekend in decades for the Christmas, Christmas holiday, and it's 84% lower than the first film's opening weekend. But we can't really hold it against it It's because it's not Wonder Woman 84's fault. Mm. Um, and HBO Max came out and said that nearly half of its retail subscribers watched the movie on the first day it was available, as well as millions of cable subscribers who have access to HBO Max. Uh, so, Brad, what were your thoughts on the uh, box office and streaming performance of Wonder Woman 1984?
1: I think this is this is great. Uh, you know, I, I wondered how, you know, with the with it being on streaming, what how that was going to you know, affect its box office, even in the times of covid. But it seems like it still managed to get people out there. You know, we have COVID, but not only that, but we have most people can watch this in their homes, and yet it's still um, made the most movie in a weekend this year. Yeah. And I think that's that is a very important thing. And I think that um, we're not going to see Warner Brothers reversing their decision anytime soon about releasing movies the same time on streaming and in theaters this coming you know this coming year so i think that maybe this was a calculated risk that's going to pay off for them uh in the end and uh you know like we we were saying before we started recording that um Wonder Woman kind of sucked up all the oxygen in the room as far as news is concerned. And that's good because yeah. you know, people are talking about it. People are responding to it and discussing it. And that's, um, and that's great. Uh, certainly more so than people y- did with Tenet when Tenet was released in theaters. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't have, it didn't have the impact that, that this movie did even, you know, that people didn't necessarily go out to the theaters to see it. So I think that's really, really a good sign.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, you talk about tenant. You know, Christopher Nolan. He came out. He he denounced Warner Brothers for for this whole uh, kind of model that they're doing the the day and date release uh, on HBO Max. And just just looking at the fact that people still, amidst all of this this third wave uh, of, of 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 COVID spike that's happening, still deciding that they're gonna go to the theater to see this and that says a lot about what people are willing to go to the theaters for you know Nolan may feel like his films need to be seen on the you know on the big screen but that doesn't mean audiences feel that you know the, these are the types of movies that people want to go out and, and see and this obviously proves that in, in my eyes yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I, I, I'm personally thrilled uh, that it did as well. Uh, You know under the circumstance that it was able to Uh, and obviously Warner Brothers feels the same as they have officially greenlit Wonder Woman 3 with Patty Jenkins returning to direct and Gal Gadot uh, also returning obviously for her uh, role. So uh, Brad what are your thoughts on Wonder Woman 3 already being greenlit?
1: Uh, It's another great sign you know and they work together so well. Uh, Gal and Patty. So the fact that they are back for a third round is is great news for fans too, because I think that uh, both these films are good enough to warrant both a third movie and a return of the star and director. Of course, you know who else is going to play Wonder Woman but Gal Gadot? At this point, she's just absolutely perfect for the role. I just wonder though, because you know Patty signing on to do the um, the Star Wars film.
0: How long yeah. we're gonna
1: have to wait? Because uh, if that comes up first, we're probably gonna have to wait a little while to see it. But I think that no matter what, it's gonna be worth the wait.
0: Yeah, I think. um Isn't the star? Aren't, aren't most little Star Wars things supposed to be coming out in like 2022? So like you could see her working through on that up until and then getting that and then. I mean maybe 2023 2024 but hopefully we'll get a bunch of other content. I mean there's there like from DC there's rumors that Warner Brothers is interested in uh actually allowing Zack Snyder to finish his three Justice League movies. So she yeah. would be a part of that, you know. Yeah. So if I mean that's a big if, you know, we'll see how uh how that all you know shakes out when his cut is released, I think they're saying march it's supposed to at least that's what they're uh aiming for is march which is only three months away if that actually holds up uh so uh, if if that's the case you'll at least see wonder woman and it won't feel as long of a time frame um for that so uh, who, who knows what'll happen there but no matter what yeah i'm i'm thrilled that uh that that's That they're having a third one, that they're allowing a third one to be made, that Patty Jenkins is returning, that she's going to be allowed to uh, at least, you know, if it's only going to be a trilogy to finish that off, Um, maybe we'll see it set in the present day. You know, we saw Far in the Past, got the 80s, now let's set it present day, kind of round the whole arc out for this character. I think that would be great. And uh, speaking of Wonder Woman 3, it looks like Patty Jenkins is already teasing that uh, Barbara Minerva, who, uh, you know, Cheetah may be returning, uh, asked on Twitter, uh, somebody uh, out there said, hi, Patty, is uh, is it the Barbara story done or will we see her again in the future? Uh, this was asked during the Wonder Woman 84 watch party that they did, and she responded back, thank you for the question. We'll just have to wait and see with uh, a few winky faces. So it seems like she's kind of teasing that there's a possibility That we'll see Barbara return. I really hope so. You know, I hope that at least the character of of Barbara, even if she isn't Cheetah, or maybe the way I was thinking about it, maybe she wants that power back so badly that she seeks out another way to get it. You know what I mean? Like she seeks out some Mm -hmm. other way to become the Cheetah again. uh, And maybe we could see something like that. I don't know. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts? Is it something that you would like to see be brought into the next Wonder Woman?
1: I would, I would love to see her come back because I think that she played the character. Well, she, um, kind of inhabited the character very well. And also, you know, not to, and I don't want to spoil anything, but there's just given what happens in the film, there's, there's many ways that she can come back in a lot of different capacities. Yeah. Like the your your theory would, would be a great one. Uh, but there are so many angles that they can use. And, um, I think she would make a great addition to the cast no matter what
0: yeah yeah I I agree Kristen Wig was fantastic in the role and I would absolutely love to see her come back so all right so we're moving forward from Wonder Woman and back into Zack Snyder's Justice League Uh, it appears that we will be seeing one more big trailer released for this movie which uh is going to be like i said had uh, supposed to be having a march 2021 release on hbo max uh zach snyder promised uh, an official release date announcement soon in the coming in in the new year so hopefully we'll get an actual like date release for that but what is the what are you hoping to see out of a new final trailer for the zach snyder cut of justice league
1: you know, I don't know if I can say there's something particular that I want to see, but I want I want Zack Snyder to deliver on what he said about this trailer, that it is going to bring the hype up to 11, because I, I already feel like the hype is at 11 uh, <laughs> since, yeah. you know, since Fandom, and, you know, even since it was really announced, it really, you know, it kind of broke the internet, and it's been... You know, it's been gaining traction ever since. So if, if he really thinks that it's going to even hype up that that level even more then I can't wait to see it, because, you know, I I uh, at this point, I don't know what what they could show, uh, you know, to get that up, especially considering the fact that they you know, he said that he's only filmed five more minutes. So. You know, you would think that in that trailer to get hype, he would show a little bit of that five minutes just because I think that 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 those five minutes are bringing in some of those characters that he's been talking about. And, you know, so so we'll see. But, you know, I I think that we'll see it sooner rather than later, because really, March is going to be here before you know it. So, yeah. um, Hopefully, Lee within the next few weeks we'll get a we'll get a, you know get to see what he's so excited about.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I'll be honest. Part of me wants to see one of these other characters that have been teased, whether it be Deathstroke, Joker, uh, Martian Manhunter, just something in this final trailer uh I may feel different I may be like oh man they shouldn't he shouldn't have shown that or something but at right now part of me is like I want to see these things that he's teasing I want to I want to get some more context I want to because he said like Jared Leto's Joker is going to look very different from from what we saw in Suicide Squad so I want to see what that looks like you know mm-hmm. we got the the still image of Deathstroke but i want to see him in action i want to i want to i don't know i just part of me just really wants to see more that's probably just because i'm so hyped for this movie i just want anything at this point just give yeah, me what you got yeah but because <laughs> yeah.
1: but because you know they're only doing the five minutes i feel like if you see those characters that's all you're gonna that's that's gonna be there like bit in the movie you know that's what that's and what that, i'm a little bit that's afraid
0: possible. of that i mean Five minutes uh, in film is a lot longer than a lot of people think, but yeah, I get I get what you're saying. But even if it's just like like a, a three second shot of just like the character, boom, there it is. I'd be totally fine with that. You know, I don't have to see them do anything. I just want to see that like a full profile, and in the actual trailer, not just you know dropping an image online. I just wanna I want to experience that instead of getting an image drop. I would rather see just almost like a still image of them just in the trailer because I feel like I would get a better response out of me from that, from it being in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm rambling there.
1: (laughs) No, 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 it made perfect sense. (laughs) All right.
0: All right. Yeah. So uh, moving on, we've got some stuff coming to uh, HBO max uh, for our last movie uh, news story we've got the dark knight trilogy along with some other films uh, such as uh, we've got superman returns green lantern uh, and some animated films like batman hush and superman uh, man of tomorrow all coming to hbo max uh, next month so uh, what are your thoughts on this is there uh, any that you're particularly looking forward to revisiting uh, once they're on hbo max
1: I haven't seen Superman uh, Returns in a long time, so kind of look yeah. forward to, to, to uh, revisiting that. But, uh, man, I am so psyched that some of this stuff is coming back to the streaming service. Uh, and I've said this on the podcast before, but my biggest concern when DC Universe shut down and everything moved over, that some of these older shows and movies weren't going to to get, tra- to, you know, weren't going to make that jump. And yeah. it looks like they will, even if it's a slow rollout, but that's a, what we're getting in January is a pretty, is a pretty big rollout. So I'm, I'm super excited that that stuff's going to be able to, you know, be seen. And I am really psyched too, that uh, Death in the Family is going to be on there. I'm really looking forward to, um, to watching that, you know, when it, uh, when it hits. So that's yeah. going to be, I think my, my number one on my list.
0: Yeah, I I loved Death in the Family so I'm excited. I'm interested to see how they uh how, what how they put it up there because you know that it's it's an it's it's an interactive film. But if you get the digital version, you don't get the interactiveness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh so mm-hmm. like what they right. so like on the on the digital it's it's you get four versions that are just just a straight watch so I'm curious if they're going to um, kind of do what Netflix does and actually incorporate the interactive into the streaming version or not. So I kind of hope they do because I'll be honest, I had a great time uh, playing around with the interactive. And yeah. there's tech, there's technically I think seven versions if you do the interactive. Uh, but the on the digital they only did they only show you four, uh, so I, I, I'm curious to see how the how they go about doing it. I'll definitely check out to see what they do, but uh, yeah, I, I'm interested. Uh, I hope that they go the Netflix route and actually utilize the uh, the interactive capability
1: of it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, when yeah. we did those those interviews. Uh, you know, of the cast and director yeah. a few months ago, you know, that they were leaning really heavy on the interactivity aspect of it. So it would be a shame if that if they didn't bring that over. So, yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. I really hope they do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really it re- I feel like it really brought something special to it. So, yeah, yeah I hope so. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, not just you know movies coming, but TV shows that you're excited about. And one that recently uh, came on to HBO Max uh, in time for Wonder Woman 84 is the old uh, Linda Carter Wonder Woman series. Uh, the entire series is now on HBO Max, all three seasons. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, is this a show that uh, you know that you you watch? Is it one that you enjoyed watching? Is it one that you'll go back and watch? You know, I
1: this was one of those shows that i was so happy to see on dc universe never never got a chance to watch it so now i'm so happy that it's coming back so it'll give me a chance to to go back again and and watch it so yeah i was really excited to see this coming back to the streaming services too i uh, you know i just i <laughs> there's part of me that hopes that all of that stuff they have in the warner archives all that you know all those warner archive dvds all that stuff makes it over that would just be amazing. And yeah. um yeah, this, this is it's such a classic series. And uh you know, Linda Carter's profile is, is higher now than it has been in a long time. So uh it's a perfect time to to bring it back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh I, I have it on Blu-ray and it's I, I love kind of just going through and watching some of the episodes on there. But like having it. You know where I could take it with me on my iPad or whatever, I think that that'll be awesome to be able to just kind of watch it wherever I mm-hmm. am. Uh, so I'm actually really excited that it's, that it's coming too. Uh, and it's not the only DC show coming uh, to HBO Max. Next month we have a couple of big ones that people, uh, they love. I know I love them. I know you love them. Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond both coming to HBO Max. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Brad?
1: I am once again, I am so happy that they're bringing this stuff over because, you know, I I was I just finished up season two of Batman Beyond when um, they kind of, you know, when it, when it got taken off of DC Universe. So the fact that I can go wow. and, and finish up watching is great and, yeah, yeah. you know, not confession time, no self-respecting Batman fan should say this, but I have not seen every episode of uh, the animated series so i'm I'm grateful too that that's going to be back because that's something i'm definitely going to do because i can't not have seen every episode of that of the animated series at this point i really gotta handle that
0: (laughs) yeah and i mean up until dc universe came on like i don't think it was streaming anywhere as far as i know um so if you didn't own it it, you it's hard to just go and watch it so yeah i mean i get that and i am like thrilled because i love that show and it's it's what got me into comics in the first place uh and so i am thrilled that you know a whole new generation maybe you know will have access to, to this series uh easier i think because i feel like more people will have hbo max than would have had dc universe unfortunately uh, I, mean, I love the idea of dc universe but it's so niche that you know unless you're specifically a dc fan you're probably you're probably not going to have it but plenty of other people are going to have hbo max and may stumble upon this and be like oh i know who batman is let me check it out you know so uh, i i hope that it that it kind of grows a new uh, uh a new generation of batman fans so here's hoping
1: I got to really hand it to HBO Max because when it first launched, I wasn't too excited about it because it didn't it it wasn't offering all that much. But now, man, they have really they really up their up their game to what they're putting on this site. So, yeah, guys listening to this, go and check out everything that they are bringing to the service in January. You will not be disappointed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're sticking in TV news. Uh, Batman, or Batwoman, I should say, season two uh, synopsis has been released officially by the CW. Uh, It reads In season two of Batwoman, when Ryan Wilder first discovers Kate Kane's bat suit, she has no idea how drastically her life is about to change a sassy, smart lesbian with a difficult past, Ryan sees the suit as her chance to finally be powerful and no longer a victim as she survives in the tough streets of the city. While Ryan goes rogue in the shadows, Gotham grapples with the missing hero, believing Batwoman has fled the city after a public standoff with Commander Jacob Kane and the Crows. But Kate Kane's disappearance hits hardest at home where Jacob, Sophie, Luke, Mary and even Alice each struggle with the devastating news in her own way. In their own way. Meanwhile, the False Face Society tightens its grip on Gotham, distributing a perilous new drug known as Snakebite. Bruce Wayne, quote-unquote, Bruce Wayne, finds his way home to wreak havoc. Sophia surfaces with plans for revenge, and a new set of villains descends on the city. It's not long before Ryan realizes how much the symbol on her suit means to Gotham launching her on a personal journey that takes her from fledgling substitute to confident cape crusader from living in her van with her plant to chasing villains in the Batmobile Ryan Wilder becomes a very different Batwoman than Kay Kane her own Batwoman but with the same understanding of what it means to be a hero so with all of that what are your thoughts on this upcoming season Uh, is Batwoman a series That you were into at all, and are you looking forward to the new season?
1: I am looking forward to the new season, and this synopsis, you know, even uh, I always say that everything I hear about this second season makes me more excited for it, and this is no different. Um, There seems like there's going to be a lot of stuff for her to do and a lot of character growth that we're going to see. What I'm curious about is how how they're going to handle the whole mystery of Kate Kane being missing. Yeah. Because we all know the, that Ruby Rose is not coming back. So how, I just wonder how they're going to wrap that up and tie that up. in Nice. You know, in a nice little bow. The fact that she won't come back. So yeah, that to me, I'm very curious about how they're going to handle that.
0: I feel like, I feel like they're almost obligated to kill her off. You know what I yeah. mean? Like at some yeah. point down the line, I feel like that's what they're going to have to do because, yeah, I, I don't know how they get around there. They just eventually stop talking about it. But that wouldn't make any sense, yeah. you know. Uh, so uh, I, other than killing her off or Ruby Rose coming back randomly, I don't see how else they would do that. Um, But uh, I'm definitely excited for, for the new season. I know it's, a lot of people have been kind of on and off about how they feel about the the replacement but I got to say I love the I love the idea of it uh I love the look uh everything I've seen in the trailers I've really enjoyed so uh, I'm pretty pumped for it uh, and it comes out January 17th so the new season debuts uh, and we will be able to watch that on the CW so
1: Yeah I mean I she was so great uh during fandom when they yeah. had the Batwoman panel that just completely 100% sold me because She was just so enthusiastic about the character and and being part of it. Yeah, she really was. And that just completely sold me. And I guess there's one kind of, you know, glimmer of hope is uh, as far as Ruby Rose is concerned is because it seemed like, you know, that they all still managed to get along regardless of what happened. They all still had respect for each other and so maybe she can come back for a quick cameo to straighten things out without killing her off but i think i I think in ways that you're right that you know there's if she's not coming back then they're gonna have to figure something out where you know maybe killing her off is the best route to go but i guess we'll we'll find out soon enough
0: Yeah. and speaking of uh second season dc shows uh pennyworth season two which uh came which their second season debuted a couple of weeks ago uh is airing they aired their third and fourth episodes uh tonight actually and now they are going on a break uh so epics decided to split the season into uh two parts to uh 2a and 2b as they call it and uh season 2b will be returning in march uh i'm assuming you know it's all kind of COVID related probably it's takes more to do stuff so uh, it's probably easier for them to film some show it take a break film some it, kind of thing like that but what are your thoughts on them taking a break like this uh do you watch Pennyworth is this a, is this a show I, that you're excited about
1: you know I I have to catch up on it uh, it's it's definitely towards the top of my list um what I've seen though I've, I've really liked and I'm, I'm glad that we do have a time frame because you know the, during the whole covid thing you know they had said well, we have these you know these episodes done but we don't know when we were going to get to broadcast the other one so it's good that we don't have to wait as long as I was afraid that we were going to have to wait I thought we might have to wait until July or even August yeah you know you know to get these episodes finished up and out there so it's good to see that um the kind of covid delays are kind of coming to their end as far as production is
0: concerned yeah yeah so like we'll we'll uh, we'll gotten by now right now we have four episodes and the final six will air on march 7th so i mean we're only talking just over two months uh to Mm -hmm. get the other six episodes uh you know started from there so uh yeah i'm like you said uh, i'm glad that it's not going to take until like july or august because that's said I feel like why bother even starting it if you're going to only show us four episodes and then stop for seven months? That would I hate when like that's why I have a hard time watching uh, like BBC shows, like like watching them as they're on because it's like, well, I don't want to wait two years. For this yeah. show that I'm invested in, I'll just wait till the whole thing is over, and yeah. then, like that's that's the issue I have when I watch Doctor Who. Like I'm so I I love Doctor Who, but it takes forever sometimes to get another season, so I tend not to watch a lot of those. So I'm I'm glad we're not not having to wait forever for this one.
1: Yeah, I mean that was the same way with um, Game of Thrones, and yeah. I, I remember there was a a year and a half break between seasons of The Sopranos, so oh, wow. you definitely don't want to lose
0: the momentum.
1: Yeah. Um, when
0: you, when you yeah, have... exactly. Yeah, that, that's a big thing. It's like, the show just came back, and they doubled up episodes this like this week, for, you know, and so they only got three weeks of episodes, and then two months off, but it could have been worse, like you said. It could have been six, seven, eight months, Um. so at least it's not going to be as bad, and hopefully they'll be able to retain their viewership once it does come back on March 7th, so... Uh, so some more TV stuff going on, uh, the Green Lantern HBO Max series, uh, has revealed some new details about Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. So we already know that characters like Alan Scott, Guy Gardner, John Stewart are, are supposed to be playing a fairly, uh, major role in this series, uh, and, but the character descriptions for, uh, Simon and Jessica make it seem like they'll be fairly important in in it as well. Uh, So Jessica's reads, uh, Protecting the galaxy is hard enough. It's even tougher when you're the type of person who's uncomfortable leaving the apartment. Life forced Jessica to become self-reliant at a young age. She worked her way through school while taking care of her younger sister. She's bright, determined, looking at her. You'd never know the struggle going on inside. Jessica lives with a sometimes crippling anxiety disorder. She's been fighting fear longer than any of our other Lanterns. And for Simon uh, says it's a little bit different. For as long as he can remember, Simon's loved the Green Lanterns. Using his innate charm and gift of gab, he works in Detroit as a vendor. However, business hasn't been good lately. In the wake of 9-11, America has grown distrustful of young Middle Eastern men. So... I wanted to ask you a a little bit about obviously your thoughts on these character descriptions, um, like how, you know, how do you think these characters may uh, enter, you know, kind of be intertwined within this series. But I also wanted to get your thoughts on something that is stated in the Simon Baz one. It says in the wake of 9-11, 9-11 was almost two decades ago for us. Do you think this series is closer to when actually to that time frame do you think this is set maybe fifteen years ago or something uh where that distrust was at a, a much higher level just just from the sounds of it what what are your thoughts
1: yeah i I'm kind of wondering if we're gonna have if we're gonna jump through different times with different characters and you know um maybe like
0: an anthology kind of thing
1: kind of. Uh, like kind of like they're doing with the stand, the new stand miniseries. Okay. They're not taking that linear approach. They're jumping through different times and different parts in the novel. But maybe they can do the same thing with the Green Lantern mythos and just uh, you know, make it, you know, different times and have it interweave and and make sense as a bigger narrative. As the season progresses, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, I think. Um, Yeah, because I I think that, you know, having Jessica Cruz have a, you know, an an anxiety disorder seems very 2020. It's something that has been on a lot of people's mind, especially in the time of covid. And I I think the idea of mental health has taken, uh, you know, has definitely taken more of a limelight and people are really taking it seriously so i think that having her have this anxiety disorder can be very timely now and simon bass's you know struggles in the post 9-11 world could definitely be reflective of you know like an early 2000s kind of time frame so so we'll see but i think that there's you know i think that they could do a lot with um you know with with you know interweaving different time frames so yeah we'll see
0: yeah i'd i'd love to to see something like that to have them just kind of bouncing on getting different perspectives uh on these different lanterns because I man i don't just want to see uh, all of a sudden here they all are bam i'd rather see you know you kind of get a little bit of simon a little bit of, uh, of guy a little you know just kind of kind of go around and get a real feel for all these characters and if they meet up down the road somewhere okay that's fine but i would love to yeah I, I love the idea of it not just being all of them kind of crammed together and then kind of separate and maybe different timelines and stuff like that I, I i dig the idea of that all right and so our last bit of tv news uh, HBO Max's Titans Season 3 has officially wrapped production for 2020. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts? Are you excited for Season 3 of Titans? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> I, because
1: I, one of my biggest concerns going into Season 2 was, you know, we knew that we were going to get all these new characters. And I was yeah. kind of concerned if that, that would water things down and kind of, you know, having everybody not get their due but they really did it well and i think that that they can do the same i want to see you know jason todd's new costume i want to see you know what happens with starfire i want to see her you know take a more prominent role so yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited for season
0: three uh, titans yeah. for sure yeah i i loved season two so much It it I. I binged watched it after it all aired because I didn't get a chance to watch it when it happened. And I was just glued. I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching. It was like, I I loved it more than, than I loved the first one, uh, the first season. So I am really excited to see where they go. You know, they're really diving into stuff that I didn't think that they would do. You know, the whole red hood thing. I really didn't think that they were going to do it, you know? uh, And obviously they're not going to, go the same it at least doesn't seem like they're going the same route that they did in the comics uh, you know so and i'm okay with that you know you can't expect them to do the same thing so uh but i'm just i'm super intrigued as to how how they're gonna pull it off and i think that uh that he's gonna do a great job you know he's got the attitude for it uh i I think he's i think he's gonna do great and yeah i'm excited to see what they do with, with starfire and I just want all these shows to come back, whether it be Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, all of them. Give me some more Young Justice. I I know that's coming, too, at some point. Yeah. Uh, I just – I want it all, and I want it all now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Me, too. Yeah,
0: me, too. All right. So now we're going to get into comic book news. We only got a couple of stories. Very light on the comic book news this week. Uh, DC has revealed their uh, Infinite Frontier trade dress uh, for those of you who don't know what a trade dress is it's kind of like the uh, logo that they use uh, for the the kind of like story arcs or for like when they did new 52 they said that the, the new 52 logo that that's their their trade dress so they they revealed what this would look like and I gotta say I kind of dig how it looks uh Brad what are your thoughts on on the new infinite frontier trade dress?
1: I uh, yeah I like it. Um it, it you know you brought up new 52 and rebirth it kind of reminds me of yeah. you know kind of that that new branding like a new a new relaunch. And um I mean it, it's definitely going to be interesting considering everything that's going to be happening in future state. Yeah which I just I'm, I'm so excited about. Um, and I, you know, it mentions in the story too, that we're going to be getting an infinite zero or infinite frontier number zero, which is going to be like a,
0: it's a 64 page one shot. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. Which makes sense because they did, they did that with, uh, I don't, I don't remember if they did it with New 52, but they did it with Rebirth where they had DC Rebirth and it just kind of gave you a little bit of what is going to happen with a lot of these characters. And I...
1: I have not had a reaction to reading a
0: comic like I did to Rebirth. Yeah. When I I, I was recently, like I think two months ago, reread that issue and yeah. it, like I I loved it just as much as they did the first time. And I was in
1: line actually waiting to buy the issue and I started reading it and when I saw you know Batman find the button. I lost my mind. That was like that. That moment was just, you know, insane. So not that I expect that to happen, but that would just, you know, that would be. I'm looking forward to that, just in case something, you know, we would have a cool, real cool, big reveal like that. So yeah, I'm coming to. I feel like they gotta
0: do something big. You know what I mean? Like obviously, there's gonna be, you know, they're gonna be doing, uh, you know, a lot of updates for these characters and, and changing some stuff. It's not, it's not a big reboot the way like new 52 was, but it, it's, it's still, you're going to, it's shaking things up, kind of giving a, a refresh to a lot of this stuff that's been going on. Um, but yeah, I really hope that they just they punch us with something like, like the button that, like, that was, yeah, that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Mm. So I don't know what, I don't know what they could, what they're, what they could do. Uh, I mean, who knows with, with all the stuff that's going to be happening in future state, it could be almost anything. It could be something out of that that just blows us away. I, I don't know. But I'm super excited for Future Seda as well, uh, which starts up here real soon. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a week away, it's, it's going to be starting up. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for that. All right. So our last comic book uh, piece of news is on the distribu- uh, distributor side of things. Uh, UCS Comic Distributor, uh, which is out of Midtown, is uh, stopping their arrangement with DC. They put out their final FOCs for DC, and it looks like they're the ones who chose to drop uh, DC Comics, not the other way around. They released a statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, essentially they said that you know they are that it was supposed to be limited, um, and that they are moving all of their you know customers and everything over to lunar so to get set up that way because uh, DC is going to be doing all their direct market through uh, lunar distribution which was the other uh, after they split from diamond here in in the United States they went with with UCS and lunar and so it looks like all of their distribution in the US is going to be going over to lunar with uh, the UK still uh, doing uh, diamond. Uh, as they have been so uh, what are your thoughts on UCS dropping DC from their distribution I
1: you know I I wonder what is going on behind the scenes with that um it seems like I just wonder if UCS kind of bit off more than they could chew with DC since they're such a big publisher that maybe they just didn't realize what you know what the workload was going to be but it could also be something where it was just like let us help you until you know things get back to normal and things kind of even out and now that it's kind of gotten to that point they can step back so i I would say that it's either one of those two things
0: yeah and and i wonder if when they signed on if you know they were not aware that dc was going to completely separate from from or at least try to separate from diamond and so they were maybe thinking, okay, you know, we'll help you out, help you and Diamond out, and so that you didn't have as big of a problem, and then you guys can just kind of go back to doing it the way you were doing it, and we can go back to doing our thing, and, and then that never happened, you know what I mean? because yeah. they just right. completely separated from from Diamond, at least here here in the states. Uh, so I'm, um, yeah, like you said, they probably did, they probably bit off more than they could chew, because they honestly probably didn't realize what future was going to hold for it and so i mean hopefully it doesn't put too much of a kink in in things uh hopefully lunar can can handle it all and hopefully it's a seamless transition for uh you know comic book shops and and everything to to be able to because it says that you know they're going to be you know sending all their account information and everything and that those accounts are supposed to be uh getting contacted by lunar to to you know get everything properly set up uh, so that they can continue to get their, their, their items out. So hopefully uh, there won't be any uh, issues there. So Yeah. All right. So finally, we got two stories in video game news, something we don't get uh, to talk about a whole lot, and both have to do with the upcoming Gotham Knights game. So recently a, a little tweet was put out uh it says uh, christmas in gotham is something else hashtag gotham nights and it has a happy holidays picture with uh, some some stuff going on in it you know you got a uh, uh a boxing or a a punching bag here you got some uh rings for uh you know obviously the whole thing the haley circus there's a poster there the, the flying graysons you know presents the sleigh Uh, I think that's a a weight bench there, some headphones, all kinds of uh, little stuff in there. But a couple of things stood out to some people, uh, one of which is the possibility of a release date snuck into that poster. Now, it's not confirmed, but if you look at the poster, it says uh, Tuesday, July 16th through Sunday, July 21st. Uh, and so some people are thinking, well, maybe if you, it's going to be July 16th of 2021. Uh, if that's accurate, what are your thoughts on a July release for this game? Do you think that it'll be ready in time uh, for, for July 16th? If that is actually the case?
1: That's hard to say, (laughs) especially (laughs)
0: these days. Video games
1: get delayed all the time and um, most I'm in the in the feelings that I'd rather have a better game and wait for it a little longer than getting something that's half cooked released. So if they are shooting for a July release date, that's that's great as long as it's a, a really good finished game. Although, I I do think that July is a a bit of a strange date in a way because most big games are released either kind of in the spring or in the fall. Summer is kind of a dead zone for for games. But I guess in a sense, that would be good because there wouldn't be a whole lot of competition. So, you know, so so we'll see i mean it's a game that i'm very excited for i'm very looking forward to playing it i've loved the arkham games and from what i've seen of this this is you know this is going to be just as fun so uh you know the sooner the better so i'm down for a july release date but um you know i I think that that's definitely gonna be subject to change between now and then
0: yeah uh like when they showed the trailer and then the gameplay footage at Fandom, like I really got pretty pretty hyped for this game. Like I I loved what they showed. Um, I love the you know the the whole storyline that they're looking for that they're going with with uh, Batman being dead and all of his his uh, people. You know, you know, with Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, all them just kind of uh, and Red Hood just having to take care of Gotham and 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 fight all this stuff and it being multiplayer i thought was really interesting um but yeah you know if this is actually a tease for the date uh which you know somebody actually had had mentioned that july 16th is a friday which is typically the day that games get released apparently I, i'm not a big gamer so i don't pay attention to yes, the days exactly. that, that they get released but so it kind of put more credence to the to this theory that uh july 16th of 2021 is when it will be released um i hope that they because like i said the gameplay footage looked great to me so hopefully they've got a decent amount done and ready and, and can actually make this date but yeah as we've seen with uh like cyberpunk 2077 that thing got pushed back and pushed back and i got released and then i got pulled because it wasn't finished, and so you never really know. Even if they are really planning it, you never really know uh, if if it'll make make a date like that. So he, you know, I'll keep your fingers crossed. Hope that it'll be fully finished and ready to go at the best of its ability for that release. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to see. And uh, the other thing that came out of this poster or out of this uh, image. Is a possible tease of Poison Ivy. It looks like. Uh, so apparently, for you know, uh, if you look at the poster, uh, right underneath those dates that I was just talking about, it says uh, Robinson Park, Gotham. Now, for those who don't know, Robinson Park is uh, a location in Gotham that has been home to Poison Ivy in the past, specifically in No Man's Land. Uh, she essentially took over this location uh, as her own. So do you think that they are teasing this, or do you think it's just a nice little Easter egg for people and, and it doesn't really mean anything? What, what are your thoughts? And would you like to see Poison Ivy pop up in this game? I
1: I would love to see her pop up in this game. Uh, the boss fight with her in um, Arkham Asylum was one of the the best boss fights in the game oh absolutely uh, that's
0: one, so... one of the few that i actually played i played yeah. that whole game and i loved it
1: yeah i mean those the arkham games are some of my favorite video games of all time and um yeah so uh i, I would love to see her come back i am I'm, I'm wondering this is, could be either one of two things that i i do think it's a, a direct hint about her being in the game what i'm wondering is if Uh, It's possible that she is the big bad of the entire game or if they're or or if they're going to announce uh, some kind of DLC where she is like the big bad to take down. So uh, either way, I think that we're going to be getting a lot of poison ivy. So I'm I'm down for that for sure.
0: That's you know, I I think that's a a great theory. And I hope that uh, I really do because I'd love to see her showcased a bit more. Uh, Cause, like you said, the that boss that boss fight was fantastic. What they did with her in Arkham Asylum, and yeah, I would love to see her get kind of like the showcase uh, in this game as the big bad. So, and as we saw in the gameplay footage, you know, Mister Freeze is there. Uh, they're they're fighting through uh, like his frozen tundra at one point in the game. Who knows when that actually takes place? But I'd love to see some more of Poison Ivy in this uh, as well. So. All right, so that wraps up all the news for today. Episode 99 of the DC Comics News Podcast. Uh, Brad, where can everybody find you on the Internet?
1: Yeah, You can find me writing news and reviews uh, for DC Comics News. Uh, you can find me also on the Mad Love Harley Quinn uh, Podcast, part of the DC Comics News Network. And you can follow me on Twitter at FlickyB1. That's F-I-L-I-C-K. I C K Y B and the number one. And
0: Josh, where can people find you? Uh you, you can find me on Twitter at JP Rainer. That's J P R A Y N O R. Uh and of course right here on D C Comics News, at D C Comics News on all the various social medias, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, YouTube, I believe we even have a Pinterest. Uh, I'd have to check. To make sure it's still active, but I'm pretty sure it's out there still. Uh, So if if you're into anything DC, be sure to check us out. Like I said, at DC Comics News. And as we say at the end of every show that we do right here on this network, we have one simple request. And that is for you to read more comics. All right, everybody. Take care. See you next time.